Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome back to the Living Lizzie podcast with me, Lizzie. As usual, so excited to have you guys here today. And we are going to be talking about my journey with pageantry and what it really was like um, because I think a lot of people see my life what it was like during pageantry but don't really know all the behind the scenes stuff or I'm going to talk about that today before we get started make sure that you follow me on all socials which is at living lizzie underscore as well as make sure that you screenshot this podcast wherever you're watching it from tag me in it so I can thank you for supporting me So growing up, I had always wanted to do pageants. I just thought the glitz, the glam, the talent, the everything was just jaw-dropping. And I had always wanted to be a part of it. And every single year, we would always get letters in the mail from the Miss Minnesota USA program saying, Hey, we want you to compete we think you'd be amazing. And so I would always go to my mom, mom, they want me, they want me. And then my mom was like, they send them to everybody, which they did. And so I was like, okay, lame. I guess we're not going to do it. And just financially, we couldn't do it at the time either. And so I had always wanted to do it, but I didn't get into it till I was 19. And it was right after Um, I decided that I was going to take a break from college because I was struggling a lot with my depression. I was struggling a lot with suicidal ideations and financially too for college, I had no money uh, because my mom made too much money. Um, I didn't get any loans as well as I didn't, (laughs) I didn't get any scholarship because I didn't apply because I didn't know that was a thing. And so a friend of mine who is in my choir her name is Faye. She posted on her Facebook that, hey, we needed contestants. We need people to compete for this weekend sweet pageant. And I was like, okay, I don't know what any of this is, but sign me up because I heard that you get scholarship money because of it, because it was a part of the Miss America organization. The Miss America organization is the largest nonprofit that provides scholarship money for women, which is phenomenal and at the time I was struggling with money so I was like okay double whammy I get to pretend that I'm a princess and um and compete and hopefully win some scholarship money so uh signed up three days before two days before I went to Faye's house she kind of gave me the rundown on how everything worked and then the day before I went to David's bridal got a dirt cheap dress which it was like 120 bucks for pageantry that's dirt cheap but let me tell you I've definitely spent way more money on pageant dresses than I would like to admit to. But, um, and the next day, competed. And when I told my now husband, Lucas, he was a boyfriend at the time, got upgraded. Love you, honey. Um, And you honestly hear me rave about my husband in every single podcast. So, no shame plug to how great he is. But, um, I told him I was competing in this pageant. Hopefully, I'll get some scholarship money. And he's like, why would you do this? You are one of the klutziest people I've ever met. And I was like, I am not klutzy. I was a gymnast for 16 years. I am graceful. Um, yeah, (laughs) I'm not that graceful, which I very quickly realized doing a pageant. So pageant day came, um, and Faye let me borrow a bunch of her pageant dresses um and some pageant things because I had nothing I literally had nothing so 
Um, within the Miss America organization, you have a 10-minute interview where they ask you every single question under the sun, from personal questions to fun questions to political questions. And so they asked me a bunch about my life. And at that time, I wasn't very open about the things that I'd gone through within my life, but my platform was anti-bullying and suicide prevention. I basically said, I'm new to this. I don't have a platform, but this is my life. And I want to help people, you know, feel better about their lives through my platform of anti-bullying and suicide prevention by sharing my story and I had two interviews and in both interviews again 10 minutes long I'm pretty sure I cried for about five minutes collectively between the two which is a lot of crying in front of complete strangers that you've never met before on top of them asking you political questions on top of asking you personal questions it was a lot and so then we went to the onstage part then we had our e- or our swimsuit our talent which my talent dress was too big for me I didn't wear shoes and how the dress was cut you could see my feet because it kind of like tapered off at the knee so it was kind of like a high-low dress but not a high-low at the same time anyways you could see my feet and I didn't get my toes done either and I was like what am I doing here there's these other women who definitely had been competing in the past they had their poop in their group they knew what they were doing I had no idea okay and so then it came to the evening gown part (laughs) and how this stage was set up it was like a wood floor in the front and then there was like a I would say like two three feet worth of carpet attached to the wood part and there's like this little gap that like transitioned the wood to the carpet (laughs) and And so I was walking in my evening gown because I didn't get it altered or anything like that. It was too long. And remember when I said that my now husband told me I was klutzy and I was like, I'm graceful. No, sister, no. So I was walking and my heel got caught on my dress. Um, My heel got caught on my dress in the crack of the like wood carpet transition and I fell not like a graceful fall I fell and got back up and after (laughs) after that I had to go answer an on stage question and I remember walking over there and I was like boom 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 and I look at Lucas and he like has his arms crossed shaking his head like I told you you were klutzy and I just like looked at him and shook my head and I was like okay (laughs) I'm never doing this pageant thing again this was stupid should never have done it and then I answered my onstage question and they're like, are you okay? And um, the Miss North Dakota at the time had the microphone under my mouth and was like, and I responded, oh, I'm just glad I didn't do that in swimsuit. And then everyone started laughing and I was like, okay, nah, this is weird. <laughs> and so um, answered my onstage question. Then I got off and I was like, okay, there's no way I'm winning this. There's no way I'm ever doing this again. So stood on stage with... I think it was like five women and they're only giving out three titles that day. So they handed out the first one, handed out the second one, and then they had one left. And I was looking at the girls and I was like, oh, Kelly's going to do so amazing at Miss North Dakota. Ashley's going to do so amazing at Miss North Dakota. And then they're like, Miss Peace Garden is Lizzie Jensen. And I was like, what? This is not real. This is not happening. And I got a title. Which is insane to think about that after crying in my interview, falling on stage, I still walked away with a title and scholarship money to be able to go towards my education. 
So then I decided, uh, like, I didn't just decide, but then I would go and compete to Miss North Dakota. And I thought to myself, you know what? I totally biffed it at my first pageant. I have this in the bag for Miss North Dakota this next year. You know, if I could get a title at that level, I can easily, no problem, win Miss North Dakota. I was very quickly, very quickly humbled <laughs> when I didn't make top 10 my first year. I didn't get any awards or anything like that. Well, that's a lie. I got um, high scoring non-finalist talent, which I sing. And so the fact that I got that was amazing. But I loved the pageant world. I love the interview. I love the talent. I love the glitz. I love the glam. And so I spent so much time the next three years dedicating my life to becoming a pageant queen not like the like the oh bless your heart let me kiss your baby type of pageant queen that's very stereotypical pageant queens really aren't like that but I spent so much time working on my pageantry craft and I'm a really competitive person. And so I I work so hard. I got different um, sponsors for working out because we still had swimsuit at the time. I was doing mock interviews all the time. My waking, every waking moment, I would ask myself questions while I was driving. So I would like say a question out loud that I think they would ask me. And then I would answer it out loud. I would listen to all the politic things. Um, and this is kind of where my passion for politics started. And so I really, really got into it. And I was like, I am going to be Miss North Dakota. I'm going to make it happen. The next year I went and competed and I got top five. So I went from not placing at all to being in top five, which in my eyes was huge, which I thought was so huge. And so then I was like, okay, I'm a top five next year. We are going to be Miss North Dakota. I wrote I'm going to be Miss North Dakota 2017. Oh, it makes me emotional just thinking about it. Why on this podcast am I always so emotional? Ugh. Anyways, I would write down, I am Miss North Dakota 2017 every single day. And I worked at the hospital at the time and they had these little notepads. And I, whenever I worked on the computer side of the lab, I, when I wasn't working with specimens um, and I was waiting for things to come in, I would fill those notepads front and back, front and back. I would fill them out. I'm Miss North Dakota 2017, practicing my signature of how I was going to write it on kids' notebooks and all those things. Um, and the next year I went and my mindset was like, I'm winning this. I'm going to win this. But something that not a lot of people know is the day of <laughs> the year of 2017 Miss North Dakota, I, the morning of, I was sitting in the hallway with a good friend of mine, Savannah, crying. And I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? I'm not going to win. I'm not worthy enough. You know, the judges probably think that X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. This person's going to win anyway. So why am I even doing this? I think I'm going to forfeit and I'm going to drop out of the pageant that day. Literally the day of finals, I was going to quit. And this is one of the biggest things that I learned is you can be so close to success and you can be the person that holds you back from getting it. Getting, having that 
fear mindset, having that, you know, those thoughts just dwindling through your mind. And that's the devil talking to you. Devil is trying to prevent you from being able to accomplish the things that God has planned for you. And I truly, guys, was going to drop out that morning. So my friend Savannah, Savannah Busness, shout out to you, sister. You saved me on so many different levels. Um, but she talked me down. It was like, Lizzie, you are made to do this. You know, you have so many incredible things. You've changed my life. You are meant to change other people's lives. You can do this. Like, pull it together, sister, or snap out of it. And I was like, okay, Savannah, okay. So I cried part of my spray tan off, went back got ready for finals and I was like you know what whatever happens happens and so pageant started and I got through top 10 got through top five and I was like holy crap I could actually win this thing like what was I thinking earlier what happened and then we had our onstage question and the year before when I got fourth runner-up my onstage question was terrible it was so bad because they asked me about um, Brock Turner the Stanford swimmer who raped a woman behind a garage not a garage a garbage and they asked me as Miss North Dakota what would I do to prevent rape from happening on college campuses um great question and I basically botched the entire thing um and I still remember it to this day makes me cringe you know the girl that they asked the question at Miss Teen USA why do you think most Americans can't locate the United States on a map she goes I think that most Americans can't identify because they don't have maps and like Iran and Iraq they don't have maps like that's what I felt like when I was answering that question and so this next year was so funny because like I said earlier I would ask myself questions all the time literally all the time and so one question that popped up in my mind was global warming stuff. And this was when North Dakota is ranked number four for the most production of windmills in America. If you didn't know, fun fact. And so I was driving up to Williston from Fargo to Williston and there's a bunch of windmills on the way there. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how, well, they're more like wind turbines, but I wonder how North Dakota does with all this and so then I started thinking about okay well this is the type of question that they might ask me this is where North Dakota ranks blah 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 literally my on-stage question you guys was the question the verbatim question that I asked myself in the car to Miss North Dakota and I was blown away and I got off the stage and I was like holy crap I could win this I could actually win this. What was I thinking earlier that day? And I was like, I could win this. Like that on stage question was slayed. It was so good. And I got backstage and Savannah was like, Lizzie, you did so good. That question like crushed it. Like you could win this. You could truly win this. And I was like, okay, I need to be humble about this though. And I was like, okay. And then we get back on stage called fourth runner-up, called third runner-up, called second runner-up, and it was just me and this girl named Kara. Kara, I want to say your name a little bit in this, but love her dearly. And so um, it was me and her, and I just remember thinking in my head, because they had already called the awards, and Kara had won every single one of them, and I was like, okay, they don't have final ballot, and so Kara won, so I just kept telling Kara, I was like, Kara, you did amazing, like, you did this, like, you earned this, and she said, no, we did this, like, you did amazing, like, it's gonna, like, oh my god, and then she won, 
and I was devastated. Like I was heartbroken. I was trying to be, you know, that first runner up where if you heard the song pageant material by Casey Musgraves, that is basically my life in pageantry. Um, where that she says, God bless the girls who smile and hug when they're called out as a runner up on TV. I wish I could, but I just can't fade a fake smile when a smile ain't what I'm feeling. That's me but I faked a smile I was like oh my gosh like you can watch the video back and I'm like the monkey with the symbols like that's my hands clapping and I awkwardly gave her a hug and I went to the side and I tried to not have any tears but I definitely cried a lot of tears I was devastated I was like I thought I had this but that little I truly believe that if I would have changed my mindset just a little bit (laughs) just a little bit things might have turned out differently. I don't know. This is things that I think to myself, but I truly believe that that little small part of self-doubt caused self-sabotage for me to have ultimate success. So then Miss America came around and I went to uh, um, New Jersey, Atlantic City, and I went and watched Miss America because I wanted to support Cara because um, I knew she was going to do incredible things and I wanted to support her little did I know what was going to happen um every single day though after Miss North Dakota I still wrote down I'm gonna be Miss North Dakota 2017 I'm gonna be Miss North Dakota 2017 I didn't know how it was gonna happen but I just thought it so going to Miss America I had no idea what was going to transpire afterwards I um was there for finals night. I went there. I was just like, you know, we're going to cheer car on. There's never been a Miss North Dakota who's made top five, let alone top 10. Um, and watch. And slowly but surely, every single um, like section was like top 15, car got called. Top 10, car got called. Top five, car got called. And then she won. And our entire section was screaming, crying. And then I just remember Ariana Walker turning to me. She's also forever Miss North Dakota. She goes, Lizzie, the job is yours if you want it. And I just remember I cried. I sat down in the little um, bench, bench, (laughs) the auditorium where we were at. I sat down in my seat and just started crying. And then my phone started blowing up. Like I was like, oh my gosh, my life is about to be changed forever. So, um, called Lucas and I was like, car just won. What do I do? And he's like, well, first off, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what to do. And so that same night, because I didn't know what I wanted to do, I didn't know if I wanted to compete and like earn the title for myself. Um, I didn't know how things were going to go down. And so I texted all the runner ups and I was like, Hey, hypothetically, if I decide that I don't want to take this title, would you be interested in taking it? And um, one person was like, I already moved on with my life. Second was like, I'm in school. I can't. Third person's like, I, I don't really know. I don't know. And that was pretty much it. And so um, I was like, okay. I talked to Kathy and Debbie, which are my favorite humans, um, who are the pageant um, state executive directors. Um, and which is so funny because they have, I call them my um, pageant moms. They truly are. Took me under their wing and they just supported me with zero question asked. And so there's a picture of Kathy that I have um, after Cara won and after the press interview and everything that they did. Um, and Kathy's just like sitting there with her phone in her hand like, 
oh my gosh, what just happened? This is insane. I'm already tired (laughs) because there are so many other things that they would have to do afterwards. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do, but um, people had been messaging me and commenting things and like, congratulations, Cara, really praying for Lizzie. Um, Like, we don't know what decision she's going to make. And then people started commenting saying, well, she's in the age range where she can actually take the title of Miss North Dakota and compete again. So I started looking into it and there was um, two other people who have done it. And one was out in Wisconsin. Um, Rianne Johnson was her name. I think that was her correct last name. And so I was like, okay, I'm interested. So reached out to her, asked for some advice. And on my flight back home, the Miss America that had just given up her title was on my flight. And I wanted to reach out to title holders who had previously taken over the title of their state title um, after their state title holder won Miss America. Because how it kind of works is when you win Miss America, there's no longer a state title holder. And somebody fills in that spot. And it's normally the first runner up, but sometimes it's the second, third, or fourth. And so um, Savvy Shields was on my flight. And I was like, hi, um, were you previously Miss America? She's like, yeah, I was. I was like, so I was first runner up to Cara Mund at Miss North Dakota. And I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to take the title or not. Do you have your first runner ups information? Because I would love to reach out to her and talk to her, Savannah Skidmore. And um, she's like, yep, gave me her information, connected with Savvy a little bit afterwards, and then connected with Savannah. And then I decided to take the title. And I kept it on the DL that I was going to plan to compete again because one, I really would like to have the full scholarship money to be able to apply to school. And two, I wanted to be able to earn the title of Miss North Dakota on my own. And I'll kind of explain why I decided that. So being a first runner up taking over the title, I think it takes a very special person um, because it wasn't easy. You know, a lot of people would think that I was Kara. Um, going into events and you know I would very politely let them know that you know I'm not her I'm Lizzie Jensen Miss North Dakota I'm so excited to be here and I there were a lot of times um, where I didn't know where I fit I didn't know where I fell within the entire organization because it had never happened before and there are times where I just felt like a runner-up I never felt like a true Miss North Dakota and those are feelings that took a while to process like still sometimes to this day I process because I you know when you are Miss North Dakota by the world not the world that's a little extra but by so many people you are put on this pedestal but there are people around you that pretend to put you on this pedestal but really secretly want to tear you down throughout the process and unfortunately that happened um, which was really difficult. There are people that I thought were my friends where I really quickly learned that they were not my friends. There are people who um, would strategically try to do things behind my back to try to put a bad name to me, which was really difficult to do because I had this platform of um, not bullying people, spreading kindness. And the worst part is when it's a title holder and the title holder's mother, like, it was bad, you guys, where they would, um, like, I would go to a school and they would say that, oh, XYZ called 
and said XYZ about you. And what was really bad is I had family members who, you know, would hear these things about me and come to me and them, the people speaking poorly about me, didn't know that they were family um, because I'm originally born and raised in Minnesota, but my mom's entire family is from North Dakota and my husband's family is huge and uh, there are like 300 plus people just on his dad's side and they know a lot of people and they know me and so when those things were being transpired behind my back it was hard because these people would come forefront and say you know xyz like you're so great we love you like I'm here to support you and then you would start to create a relationship with them start opening your heart up and then then they would just take a knife and basically backstab you. And that's not all a pageantry, but there's a saying that um, there's always two crazy girls within a group of pageant girls, like for state level and national level. And if you can only count one, you're the second, (laughs) which I just think is super funny, but at the same time, super true. And so the whole time of Miss North Dakota was amazing However, there were a lot of times that it was super hard and not a lot of people talk about the hard parts because they're afraid that it's going to turn people away to do the title. But I truly believe that people who have the have the heart to help people um, are going to get the job as well as um, people who are meant to do this and God has that plan for them will end up doing it. And I really think that a lot of people think that it is this celebrity status, which in some way, shape, or form it is, but I never took it that way. I would always go to events and they're like, oh, it's Miss North Dakota. I was like, no, I'm Lizzie first and Miss North Dakota is just a part of my life. And so it was difficult because I would go to these events and I would talk about some pretty dark and deep things. Not dark, but just deep. Well, they were dark too. Deep things. And I would go to these schools and I would hear kids' stories. And being Miss North Dakota it taught me a lot. You know, I am pretty politically open about everything. <laughs> and I think the way that I do. However, but within the job of Miss North Dakota, you are surrounded by people who think the same as you and who think differently than you, but you still represent them. And so that's where my heart is. I'll believe what I believe. However, I'm always going to listen to somebody else and what they are gone through and what they think because they think the way that they do because of their experience. And when you sit down with people and get to hear their heart and get to hear why they think the way that they do you understand people so much more and you have so much more of a heart for other people instead of putting this wall up of oh my gosh they're my enemy they think differently than me no I truly challenge every single person who's listening to this there's people in your life who think differently than you sit down and ask them why why they think differently or what life experience that they have gone through has made them think the way that they do because When you make people humans (laughs) and realize that every single person has a different life experience, you learn so much about them and so much about yourself throughout the process of, oh my gosh, that's because of your experience. I would have never thought of this specific way of life 
And so throughout my year, I talked to a crap ton of people. I talked to over 80,000 students in less than eight months, um, traveled like 40 some thousand miles within my year and um, did over, I think it was like over 400 and some um, events slash presentations slash appearances within my eight months of being Miss North Dakota. And that was a lot. And I told myself, I'm going to do it again and I want to reach the second half of the student population that I missed when I was Miss North Dakota because I want to be able to one earn this job for myself and two I want to be able to impact even more people's lives but little did I know that doing it again was going to be even more challenging because of unfortunately the the people who have insecurities within themselves who projected that on to me while I decided to compete again. So like I said a little bit earlier, I was able and eligible to compete again because one, my age, I was able to compete again because I was still in the age bracket. And two, I technically didn't win it organically. And so I decided to compete again. And it was very interesting because being a title holder, as a state title holder, you become connected with the girls who are competing and helping support them and cheer them on and giving them tips and advice and everything to help them be able to succeed. And then when you compete again, after you give them all that advice, you become like number one enemy. And it was really sad because throughout the second time that I competed, it was a mental game for me, a hundred percent, because there would be girls who already had titles who would talk so poorly about me, um, about competing again when they knew what my heart was they knew what type of person I was and I knew what type of person they were where I just wanted them to succeed I just wanted to help them and then they go around and say pretty terrible things about me on social media like I remember after I got my title and I started you know getting back into the pageant game um there were three girls um specifically within my second time competing or my first time competing after being Miss North Dakota I only competed one other time after Miss North Dakota sorry that was probably confusing but um where they posted like I think it's disgusting that they're allowing um this person to be able to compete again when she has a terrible heart and the only reason she wants to do is to have some sort of fame like the previous Miss America that she would never be able to um ever get to that point like it was bad and I would have friends who were in different states um competing um at that local level seeing these people post about these things and then screenshotting them and sending them to me and it's like I can't believe that they're speaking about me in this way it was like a subtweet but pretty direct because there was only North Dakota small y'all we don't have a large competition we're not Texas or Oklahoma or Missouri or Arkansas like we don't have 50 60 people competing at state pageants we have maybe 15 to 21 21 is the most that I've ever competed with so you know every single person and it was really you know it hurt a lot and so going into competing the second time I already knew that there was a handful of people who looked at me as an enemy and I understood that every single person wanted to have the job but every single time you go into a competitive area like that there's some things that that are going to happen. The insecurities of, of others are going to be highlighted as well as you're going to find out who truly support you through every single thing that you do and who don't. So I went into pageant week thinking, oh my gosh, okay, 
I'm just gonna go in being myself. I expect nothing. Yes, I understand that I was Miss North Dakota, but I specifically told the judges in my 10 minute interview that I did not want them to choose me to be Miss North Dakota because I was already Miss North Dakota. I wanted them to choose me because they think that I'm qualified for the job again. And so, um, I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And my interview is probably one, the easiest interview that I had. Like they asked me about my dog in my interview and all my other interviews, they had never asked me about that before. And I posted about my dog Kirby a lot. And so I knew instantly something was up and I was like, okay, this is weird. They asked me this question in my interview. Like my interview went in my eyes. Great. Um, However, this is weird. And then we get to the pageant side of it, like the onstage stuff. And I remember them asking me my onstage question alongside the four other women that they were asking questions with. And this is also the second thing that I knew. I was like, something's off. I think they're challenging me, but I was like, this is not normal. So they asked all the girls, these, the other girls, their questions and their questions were, Oh, you were homecoming queen. How do you think that prepped you for this? Oh, you want to be um, like you're really interested in politics. Why did you choose that? You really love Broadway. What's your favorite Broadway musical? So like really like fluff questions. My question was, do you believe that people who are transitioning should be allowed to participate in the sports of the gender they identify with? Yeah. And these questions are supposed to be extended questions from your interview. They never asked me anything like that. So I was totally taken back. I answered my question, what I think, how I believe, explained why, and then went on. And I got off stage. I was like, holy crap. And there are other girls are like, holy crap, your question. And then afterwards, people were like, holy crap, Lizzie, that question. I was like, I know. Like all the other girls in my eyes got these fluffy little questions. And then I got that what the heck and so then finals day came or the day before finals came and um georgia um i had a good meltdown with her um in the bathroom because i was just feeling weird i was feeling off and something just like really hit me i was like i i told her i was like i know i'm not making top 10 tomorrow and like that crushes me because i think that because i was miss north dakota already it overshadowed what I could have done as Miss North Dakota again and you know I think the way that I do and I'll never know the truth only God knows the truth and maybe I'll figure that out when I hit those golden gates whenever that happens but I knew that I didn't I didn't make top 10 the night before I just felt it so then finals came and they started calling off the girls and the individuals who were mean and bullying me on social media not directly very subtweetily but were saying it to people who reached out to them in their dms being like are you talking about lizzie and they're like yeah heck yeah i am um i they were making top 10 and in my head i go if they want them as a potential miss north dakota i'm not what they're looking for and i knew that right away i'm not what they're looking for after the fifth person got called and so i um, it wasn't the fifth person. It was after all of the eight got called. I was like, yep, they don't want me and that's okay. And so like emotionally I was like, we're going to be okay. And then I got off stage and I was a wreck and bless Kathy for being there. Um, she like sat me down. Oh, it makes me emotional just talking about this again. Oh, I just love my pageant family way too much. 
Kathy sat me down and was like, Lizzie, like we found out last night and, you know, it was hard for us to hear, but, um, you get to do so many new things now. You get to go get married to Lucas. And I was like, if he even wants to marry me after all this, cause I made Lucas wait a long time cause he was so patient and let me do the whole pageant thing. Um, and yeah (laughs) and she's like you get to marry lucas and everything happens for a reason but you know go out there and be the miss north dakota that you are and keep your head high because you are always a forever miss north dakota and that just like wrecked me because you know when you have people say oh you're never a true miss north dakota which unfortunately those same people still say those things today and again i just have to remember that it's projection of insecurities and, um, I can't do anything about it. I am who I am. And my life has been handed to me the way that it has, because that's how God had it planned for me. Um, and I just had to remember that. And so I had to go backstage and, you know, everything was going to be fine. And, um, one of my good friends, Haley, actually two of my good friends, Haley, one Haley Jutes and Haley Wolf. Haley Wolf ended up winning that year, but I was like, "Hey, I gotta go backstage and help these girls because one of these girls are gonna be my sister queens, and um, I need to go support them." And so, I went back and started helping the girls get ready for um, evening gown, or we already did evening gown for their talent for on stage question and all those things. And then I was like, "You know what? We're just gonna keep our head high and we're just gonna keep going." And so, yeah, the finals night happened, and then. Again, I always, always, always say this, and I think this will be a theme throughout my entire podcast series. Everything happens for a reason. The week after we got back from Miss North Dakota, Lucas bought a ring. He pro- uh, We moved into our house in September. Um, he proposed to me in October, and then if then Miss, Miss Rona, we'll give her a title, Miss Rona decided to make her appearance. And the title holder for that year, that I, that last year I competed, had the title for two years. Now, if I would have won, I would not have been able to get married to Lucas. I would not have been able to get pregnant with my son, Stone, and he wouldn't be here today. Like, how crazy is that to think about? All those things would have never happened if I would have won. So I truly believe that every single thing in life that happens to us happens to us for a purpose, for a bigger purpose that we don't even get to see. Um, And yes, throughout that journey, it's difficult. There's life lessons that we learn. There's things that we go through um, that we learn about ourselves, learn about how strong we are. And yeah, we just have to remember that everything in life happens for a reason. You find out who is in your life for um, a season of your life and who is a part of your life forever. You find out who your really good friends are and you find out the truth about people and you find what God's calling you throughout that process. And there are so many things throughout my year of Miss North Dakota that kind of led me to have the career that I have now. That is all for today's podcast, and I'm going to continue on about the career part of all of this um, next week. So I just thank you guys again so much for supporting me. Make sure that you give this podcast five stars, love it, like it, however you do it on whatever podcast program that you're listening to. But with that being said, don't forget your love. Don't forget to be kind to one another. Most importantly, don't forget to be kind to yourself. Spread love, not hate, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.